Hello and welcome back to another episode of Destroy Digital, a digital marketing podcast. I'm Chris Asher. And I'm Mark Chen. And Mark, what are we talking about today? IP. Okay, IP, Mark. Exactly, IP. <laughs> Intellectual property. Yeah. What else do you think I was talking about? I, I wasn't sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, tell us about that. Well, not, well, don't look at me. I'm, I'm not the expert today. We've got the expert though. Oh, we do. Yeah. He's, he's just sitting over there, mate. Oh yeah. Hi. <laughs> G'day. So it's, uh, Gareth Benson. How are you? Good, Chris. Mark. How are you, Mark? I am good. How long have you been sitting there? Uh, I've just, I've just arrived. <laughs> My time machine has just arrived. <laughs> All right. So Gareth Benson, uh, he runs IP assist and he is an IP lawyer. I've never said IP so many times in my life. That's <laughs> right. And IP standing for intellectual property. property. Yeah. All right. So do we? Where do we? Where do we start? Where do we this? start? Yeah, How about with ideas? Massive. Okay. All right. You're, you're, All right. you're men with big ideas. Yeah. I know that, and I have uh, listened with interest to some of your other podcasts, and I know that the area of marketing is mm. full of ideas. Yeah. Well, that's it. And well, I, intellectual property to protecting an idea, isn't it? Is that, Correct. Is that, is, that, yeah. is that the general premise? Yeah. The, the, the intellectual property is that area of law that serves to protect ideas. It, and an idea in the eyes of the law mm-hmm. is uh, anything that is an expression uh, of the mind or intellect. Right. So it crosses so many areas of industry yep. um, and increasingly so in this, the new digital revolution, right. um, it is where the expression of ideas can be, uh, can create new value. Okay. Okay. And in essence, this is a really important area for business owners right. um, who are stepping out or have been out in business for quite a few years mm-hmm. because it's actually about the value that they are creating yep. from their own mind and intellect and from within their own business. Okay. So my, my usual impression of, you know, when you talk about intellectual property and protecting your intellectual property it's usually a, a, a balance between cost versus yeah. uh, return, isn't it? Yeah. No, absolutely right. I think um, there's, there's a, there is uh, a general perception that it's a, it's a really expensive area uh, uh, to protect your ideas. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the reason I'm here today is actually to talk about five steps or five areas of yep. IP and some things that you can do that will empower the, uh, the a business owner to yep. actually protect their ideas without the you know the major costs attached. Right. Okay. So what? Um, so um, Chris, when uh, I was talking to Gareth earlier, the, the 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 what I got the impression was that certain certain ways of protecting your ideas are a lot more expensive than other ways. Ah. Uh, okay. And and where um you know and where and where someone like him like like Gareth comes in is that he finds the most cost efficient and oh, okay, effective cool. way of doing it as well. Awesome. Based on what you know. Yeah, there's a there's a lot, and any business or creative or uh, can do to actually maximise the protection of their idea, um, and you know there are a few mechanisms and ways of protecting the idea that are worth steering clear of because of the expense. Okay, um, and we, one of the ways that we can explore this and 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 explore intellectual property in full is to actually look at the five key areas for small business owners. In really, or or uh, entrepreneurs, okay. uh, in in helping them understand uh, what their IP is, what their intellectual property is, and yep. then ways that they can actually uh, maximise their um, their use, uh, you know, and how how they can protect protect them ongoing. Right. Okay. All right. So 
It sounds like we've got a list to start. Is that, well, is that how we it, start off with if, this? Yep, take it away, Gary. Well, I'm sure we, we can jump off in, in each of this area mm-hmm. just to provide value for your listeners. Yep. One of the things that, that I, I would, yeah, that, that may be of most value is to actually discuss them each in turn and then the examples yeah, around Yeah, that'd be awesome. Them, that'd know, be really cases, good. Because we've got a lot to share and lots of stories and they make these, uh, the digital world go around as... Stories? Narrative? Narrative. Gareth, say that again. <laughs> so basically, uh, every narrative has a structure. And on the way that I'd like to begin this heroic journey into the wonderful world of intellectual property, Mark, yeah. is to begin... I'm doing the fist pump, guys. I'm doing the fist pump. <laughs> to begin with breaching the threshold around copyright. Right. Copyright okay. is where the adventure into intellectual I'm, I'm property usually, I usually begins. copy wrong. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> copying wrong uh, is sometimes the right way to create something new. Yep. Uh, because uh, effectively, copyright mm-hmm. is uh, is actually about it's a, a, the economic rights attached to the expression of ideas, not the ideas itself. So you might have a a, a great new idea for an app or a radio or podcast show um, or a a new idea for a a design, a drawing, a film. Have you guys ever had an idea for a film? Yep. Yeah, but they're still born, I think. (laughs) (laughs) The reality is that, you know, just because because you have one idea doesn't mean it's exclusively yours, you know. Yeah, yep. It's the expression of ideas. Yep. Uh, so whether you're a musician or a filmmaker or even an inventor, uh, an app developer, mm. uh, basically the expression of idea protects your unique articulation of those ideas. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that, that series of notes that you manage to put together. Exactly. Yeah. You yeah. can't. Pay, you can't. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. You, the notes aren't yours, but that series of notes are yours. Is yours. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, just because you've written a love song doesn't mean you're the only person that's ever going to write a love song. It's the unique, you know, composition of the chords and yep. the, yep. Uh, you know, the, the, the song, the lyrics, the narrative that goes, all of that is the expression of ideas. And thankfully, the area of copyright mm-hmm. helps to protect that on Tell- behalf of any creator. Right. Tell that to man at work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. The, the Mark's refer- yeah. referencing a very uh, a very recent actually copyright uh, infringement case that to, that saw that uh, uh, the lyrics for Kookaburra sits yes. in yeah, an old, old tree. Mel- the melody was, from Kookaburra, yeah, 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 was then used in a Men at Work song, and yeah. that was a successful case. So it protected that yeah. uh, that string of chords. Yeah, it's it's very bizarre. That's that a, it that's should happen really years weird, later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a really weird one yeah. as well. Yeah. Well, I think that's why it made the news, wasn't it? It, was, it wasn't unexpected. Mm. Yeah. You know, because I guess regular listeners wouldn't have made the connection that, you know, that, oh, maybe they ripped somebody off. Mm. Yeah. Inadvertently or advertently. Yeah. I, know, I, always, I always heard it there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think, yeah. Yeah, you know, and, and, and it's a difficult area too because, you know, most art has created by um, illusions, which are mm. called, yeah, you know, is how one artist references another person's work. It's yeah, happened, well, that's it. you know, for hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of years. Well, it gives, you, it gives you work context and currency. That's right. Yeah. And it's actually how you create something new. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, um, and that's not new. <laughs> um, uh, and in fact, that happen, happens in art, it happens in innovation and science, well, and, yeah, and even yeah. in, in business. I yeah. mean, Steve Jobs, we were just talking about, you know, the founder of Apple, and his story's been told many different times. However, he was quite proud of the fact that he would just build on new. Well, that's right, the whole Xerox yeah. thing, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. 
But Chris, you're you're a musician. Yes, I am. Um, and you know what? How how do you, how do you feel about you know sampling other people's work or putting that into your piece? And I don't know. Actually, for for content creation stuff, I don't uh, like because I also do a lot of like video content and all of that cool. sort of thing. Yep. Um, pod well podcasts and and yep. people who come through this studio. Yeah. Um, I give them advice on. You know, they go, oh, well, we want to do this for a, yeah. an intro. And I say, oh, look, you know what? You're probably best to get a royalty-free yes. uh, stock thing for your intro. Yeah. Um, and some of them can be, um, like, some places do, like, acoustic covers mm. of, like, similar things. And that seems mm. to be okay. I don't mm. know how that sits in the final. But if they're selling it, then I figure yeah. they've figured it out. <laughs> whether it's okay yeah. or not. Well, it'll come. That'll come in in licensing and how you can yeah. actually leverage leverage your uh, IP um, in that creative field, which is part of my background as well. Um, I mean, essentially, you can now purchase, uh, you know, royalty free or even for a fee. Yeah. Uh, you know, stock footage, music, and that's actually a transaction in intellectual property. Yeah. Um, and it is definitely the right way to go if you're in creative industries. Because just doing a cover or mm. even worse, you know, ripping music yeah. And, yeah. And, and dumping that audio into a, into a track or, a, you know, a, um, a sequence, um, you know, in, in a film you're exporting, you know, it, it can shut down. Uh, your uh, project when you're launching it on social media oh, platforms. Oh, yeah, for sure, yeah. exactly. You know, Things like SoundCloud, they're, yeah. they're very good. YouTube and SoundCloud are yeah. very good at... Um, well, I, I think YouTube are more... They tend to just give the rights to someone who just comes along and claims them. Yeah. Because um, there's a few companies on there like the uh, the Orchard and stuff like that who yeah. you might be familiar with. Yes. False claims and all of that, but we won't yeah. get into that. But like with um, SoundCloud, it just yeah. it's gone. It's yeah. like they won't. They it, won't even. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They won't even host and, it. And likewise, YouTube was silencing tracks. You know, would silence the audio, yeah, yeah, or even true. worse, they will they will cancel your account. Yeah. Oh, well, that's uh, yeah. And so, you know, for anyone in digital uh, who's distributing content, it's really important that you do observe the IP and the licensing rights around anything that you're using. Yeah. Because. Speaking of copyright, I mean, it's a bundle of rights. When you're creating a film or creating a piece of music, you're actually bringing together a number of different pieces of copyright in order to create something new. Yeah. And so it's really important that you have, uh, you know, the producer of the project has a really mm -hmm. keen eye on where that copyright's come from yeah, and make yeah. sure the rights are managed. And that goes from, you know, your audio visual to even yeah. the performers, as you know, releases yeah. and those kind of things. Mm -hmm. All of it is in the context of, say, a film, is called chain of title. And chain of title is the chain of copyright, oh, which yes. needs to all be all scooped up yeah. by oh, the producer. Okay. So they need to be able to follow that and back prove, to, the, to the producer. Yeah. yeah, it's a line of, copy of, of the intellectual property. And often it's embodied in contractual agreements or licensing agreements that yeah. goes all That's the back. It. It's very similar, actually, to property. Um, in if the property developer is creating something, so a building, you yep, know, yep. then they will engage with all the different uh, independent contractors required, but then they will be the one that's responsible for the for the final product, mm. which is the building. Yep. It's yep. no different, actually, just in, in you know in creative fields with with respect to producing music or film, the producer has to have uh, you know independent contractors come together to collaborate yeah. on one creative expression to create a new piece of copyright but they make need to make sure 
that their chain of title is complete. So the flow of rights, uh, uh, you know, goes back to that one person. Well, yeah. I think I think having that that paper trail is is critical, isn't it? I, yes. I once ran an ad in the AFL record. Yes. And uh, we bought an image of the MC of the G. Oh yeah. Off Shutterstock. Yeah. Okay. Off, yeah, off, off yeah, Shutterstock. Off right? Shutterstock. So we yeah. had so we we had the license from Shutterstock. Yes. When you put it in the record, it went. It was published. Blah blah blah. We got a letter from the G demanding ten thousand. Well, we got we. We, a large amount of money. money. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And of course, we referred them to Shutterstock. Yeah. And we got. And of course, that. You know, and, that, and we never heard of it. Of that. Yeah. Of was that it again. the logo or was it the actual? It was the, the grounds, grounds itself. Ah, okay. Yeah. That's interesting. It's yep. an interesting one because it's the, there would be copyright in the image yeah. first of all, but also it it also would be uh, could also relate to their trademark as well. Well, that's it. Uh, well, you can't, you can't, you can't, um, and, and, and in that process, you know, because yeah. we, we were advertising in the, in the record, you know, you can't use a Sharon. Yes. You yeah. can't, yeah. yeah, you can't have the ball in there. You can't, uh, yeah. and, and any of the, the, the Guernseys. Yes. Because that's owned by the AFL. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, the AFL is a big brand and, yeah. and, and, fair, and, fair and enough. I get that. Yeah. You know, but that whole thing about with the, but it was a good thing that we bought it off Shutterstock yeah. and we had the thing and then, you know. Yeah. That's right. It's the, it's the chain of title. It's the chain of title. Chain of title. And yeah. You, you, uh, and it also probably is a, a nice way to segue into this second area of mm. IP, which is trademarks. Okay. And, and the uh, AFL and yeah. every, uh, you know, every um, team that plays within it and including major icons like the MCG yeah. um, are all now very valuable trademarks, which is another form of intellectual property. Of which, unlike copyright, which is the bundle of rights, which is which everyone can can have access to as an un uh, as an unregistered right, a trademark is actually a registered right, and this is the creation of what, in marketing terms, would be branding uh, logos. Mm, mm. Um, it, it's basically it's a name and designation or logo of the like that serves to uh, distinguish. Uh, itself from all others in the marketplace. Yep, yep. So the MCG is a, a recognisable trademark. The most would be the AFL competition. Yep. And so a trademark is actually one way that you can actually protect your brand name out in yep. the marketplace. Well, it's in, in layman's terms, it stop people from ripping you off, basically, isn't it? Yeah. Well, a name <laughs> is you know a name is is also a, a bringing together of of everything your brand represents. And yep, that, that's that right. could, I, I could go off and start a, a a new footy club and call it the West Coast Deagle. <laughs> yeah, you could. You With could. Yellow and blue kit. <laughs> <laughs> and that would be an interesting case in passing off because yeah. that's often what happens is that you've built a successful product, yep. you know, whether it be a football game or it could be, a, 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 you know, a piece of music or mm -hmm. it could be um, it could be a product uh, that has a real value out in the marketplace. And then someone will try and replicate it yep. and even pass it off as belonging to, uh, you know, yeah. Yeah. belonging to that and, and write off the good goodwill or good value, the, the value that's been of created. Less discerning, of less discerning consumers or customers. Yeah. Yeah. And it happens frequently, even more so, you know, in the digital marketplace because people are looking for quick wins. Yeah. So they'll yeah. write off, um, you know, they'll, they'll write off other people's uh, brands yeah. and, uh, and trademark and trademark law actually effectively uh, protects that. Yeah. It protects. Uh, it basically gives gives the right uh, for the trademark owner uh, to 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 distinguish itself and to actually f f bring about a, an action to prevent others uh, from passing off, mm -hmm. uh, you know, their brands.
Is that an element of protecting your livelihood as well? Is that, is that a thing? Yeah, well, it's a, a big part of, you know, protecting the goodwill that yep. has been created. Yep. I mean, trademarks are an intangible asset. Well, it, um, Chris Chris has a story yeah. of um, of going to Fiverr, remember, with the Hells Angels logo. Oh, oh yeah, this cool. Uh, did we mention this on the yeah, podcast? We, we have, we have. Okay, like, just we, we quickly. Have, it was part of a rant that don't go to Fiverr. To <laughs> okay. So, um, a, a couple of friends and I um, have a little motorcycle club that we've sort of put together, and we yeah. thought, oh, we'll just jump on Fiverr, get someone to whip up a logo. Yeah. And they sent something that was horrible. I sent it back. I said, look, this is really bad. Can we yeah. get something more like this that they had in their portfolio? And they sent something back. It was still wasn't right. And I'm like, oh, you know, it doesn't, it looks like it's not your work, you know? And I said, could you just go over it again with the yeah. specs and stuff? And then they sent back literally the Hells Angels logo. Yeah. And, <laughs> wow. and I, I just, I completely lost it. Cause yeah, like, yeah. I mean, Imagine, if, imagine if I it. hadn't known mm. and we got T-shirts made up and yeah. started riding around. Yeah, well, there could have been it's all sorts of legal killed. issues. <laughs> Think of all the goodwill you would have lost in that yeah. one <laughs> yeah, exactly. that you would have attracted. Yeah, yeah, I, was like, yeah. I actually I actually think that the, that that um, that five freelancer and Fiverr was ha- trying trying it on was having having a go at you. Maybe, maybe, maybe third time they just went, you know what? It's a, I'm going to kill five you. Five minutes. Yeah. Five, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's only worth it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What a, uh, yeah. What a situation. I mean, look, the, it's, a, it's, it's actually from another creative or production point of view, marketing, that mm. you really need to be very careful about how, how you're on selling any IP you correct, you, you create create because basically in this case they've taken a registered trademark a very you know (laughs) very dangerous of that one (laughs) exactly and passed it off uh, to you um you know for a fee uh, which exactly which would create not only all sorts of ip issues but Mm -hmm. also um you know you you they've infringed uh you know u.s trademark law and they yeah. have all you know actively haven't provided a service yeah and um it often happens also with sort of film film that they will use you know they sometimes could use footage from other sources yeah and it's uh, you know famous films sometimes yeah, yeah. or and it's really important back to chain of title to get clearance but more importantly that if you're offering a service uh, in creative fields, that the the co- the consideration that you're being paid for is yeah. actually a transaction to actually assign intellectual one assign IP to uh, a new owner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and to have those contracts in place as well, the, or the just be- Bell's agreements. Angels. <laughs> yeah, Bell's, Bell's Angels. Bell's Angels. <laughs> Bell's Angels. Um, <laughs> um, I've got a story about that. Yeah, um, yeah. where we talk, where I used to, um, I, I, well. I used to be a creative director in a in a branding consultancy, and we had a client that we we created a logo for, and we went through our usual sketching process, and you know we kept all our sketches, and when we presented it to the board, um, we we presented three concepts, they picked the one, and then the concept that the board picked, um, went to the you know went to the to the leadership team, and then someone pointed out that hey that looks like a bit of clip art from Microsoft Thing, yeah. And of course, we looked at it and went, "Oh yeah, but we don't use Microsoft in this office. Nobody in our, in our office." So it that we there was you know it it was a it was a coincidence. Mm. And the fact that we went back to we had our sketches, 
we went back to our sketches and we represented to the board said, look, these are the sketches that we went through and blah, blah, blah. And this yeah. was the process that we went through, you know, to mm. arrive at this solution. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, yeah. um, and, and because it was, and, and, and at that point, you know, we, the, the board, the board believed us. Mm. You yeah, know. well, you've showed showed, showed your own uh, your expression, the expression uh, exactly you know, the creation to show your ideas and the development of your ideas to show that it would demonstrate it was your own exactly, exactly. And we yeah. also demonstrated we took three different paths. Yeah, because we had three different concepts for yeah. them, and they picked that one. Yeah, and yeah. when when they select, you know, your campaign or yeah, yeah the, the logo in this case, yeah, in the logo, then basically that's a transaction in intellectual property because you created an IP, they've yep. selected it. Yep. And basically, the price that they pay for yep. that IP creates an assignment of that intellectual, that new logo exactly. to to, to yep. that that new owner. Yeah, and the fact that we could prove, you know, the the the, the, chain, of the chain of title, yeah, in terms of the creation yes. of the idea, yeah, um, the board paid us in full, and they adopted the logo. Yeah, yeah, you know, because they said, no, no, this you did, did this for. I can see that you actually created this for us. Yeah, yeah. and and that's when we learned that you know sometimes because. You know, um, your idea may be maybe yours, but it may not necessarily be unique. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> there are so many different, exp- you know, uh, ideas in the world yeah. that what IP does is it protects the expression of those ideas. Exactly. So it's you know the unique, you know, in this sense of trademarks, which yeah. is you know unique to branding. It can be the colors, the design. It can be it was, shape. It was the expression. So, yeah, so, the so this logo. combination of those things. Yeah. I would like to just jump in, and anyone, if anyone that listens to this podcast is studying something like graphic design and stuff, that's a perfect example of why the um, what's it called, the graphic diary um, and the process. The sketchbook. The, yeah, sketchbook. Yeah, Hold that. on to that. That, but that's also why that part of it's important yes because i know a lot of people who are yeah i know a lot of people who are studying graphic design sometimes will do the design and then work it backwards just so that they go oh here's how i got there because i need i need that but it's like kind of that laziness yeah um it's it's a good uh, mm, example mm. of why it's really important to learn how to do that. Well, it's in, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's 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 showing you also a visual record of your copyright, which is turning into creating you know new ideas and, and often yeah your sketches the background uh, is really important as are other things like engage you know ideas through email or even social media now yeah, you know yeah. um, having a good record is really important in 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 justifying that it is a unique expression of idea. Mm. I don't mm. think I've deleted a non-spam email since 2008. <laughs> I don't I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, then you will be well protected. <laughs> the other thing to note for graphic designers, and this is a really uh, good one to share with your clients too, you know, if anyone's out, out and engaging and creating logos and as you have, um, Mark, you know, in the agency environment, is that... The, the the helpful suggestion that you can actually make to your client is actually to take the next step um, to actually protect it as a trademark because it'll also uh, protect your work or your clients you know the, the work that you assign to your client yeah. and actually formalizes it as a asset for uh, a business and that will it's it, it's uh, it's an important distinction too because it actually does then create a uh, legal um, uh, legal protection over that uh, graphic design of, yep. over that logo, yep. and it, it, as a business grows, 
it can be extremely valuable to that business. Of course, of course. So, rough, roughly in Australia, what what would it cost to trademark a, a logo design? Well, relatively speaking, to other forms of uh, registered IP, uh, it, it's inexpensive. Uh, in fact, you can uh, for in some cases under a thousand dollars, you can actually oh, get okay. tra- yeah. Uh, it, you can actually uh, basically apply to have that uh, logo registered with IP Australia, which yep. is Australia's um, intellectual property registration body. The process takes about seven and a half months to complete. Wow. And basically a trademark examiner will look at the register um, nice. and you know ensure that it fulfills the requirements of being a brand that is distinguishable to all others in the marketplace yep. oh, okay yep. and then once that process takes place it, it you know it goes in for a lodgement application it's actually uh it's actually uh, published for two months in the australia's official journal of trademarks okay. if there's no objections uh, and it and a trademark examiner doesn't see that it's similar to anything on the register you will then the application will be formalized and a trademark certificate will be yes. issued Wow. So even those That's a lot of work for a thousand bucks. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> I'm surprised. This yeah, look there's some you know, there's some practitioners that charge a lot more. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. There, but uh but you you know, it's it's becoming a lot more uh streamlined the process. Yeah. Um and the reason I recommend it out in, in small business, small to medium sized business, is that once you get to the second or third year mark, and if not before, you've got really value. You you, you demonstrate in your own name and yeah, reputation yeah. in the marketplace, and it's worthy of protection. Okay, and so it's, th- it's demonstrated as well, isn't it? You, it's, it's, it's got value, and it's, yeah, yeah. Once you've got that certificate, once it's Longevity registered, in the yeah. you actually go have it registered for ten years. So, okay. relatively speaking. It's uh, it's a worthwhile investment sure. in the goodwill of the brand, not yeah. only the logo yeah. and how it you know yeah. represents and distinguishes, but it's also about your business name and reputation. Yeah, yeah. and you so. you'd be building like that as an asset then as well. Like that would that provide it more value if it was trademarked it, in, re- in selling a company or something? Yes, because when you if you were sell ever selling your agency business, for example. Yeah. Or um, you will will be transferring all the assets of the business, including the brand. Well, that's it, isn't isn't and the goodwill within it. Wasn't the Coca Cola brand worth more than all the Coca Cola factories put together? Exactly, something ridiculous. Yeah, the the enormous value of uh, fast food franchise soft drinks being closely outweighed now by the value of you know social. Social media or app, or apps, yeah. apps, apps yeah. 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 The top ten list is a combination of fast food and, and apps, and right. apps, and and they're the most powerful brands in the world. But it's recognition. Yeah, well, and I've got a story about um, yeah. about the quarter pounder. Yeah, cool. In this particular mar- <laughs> in a market, I, I won't mention the market, but um, some some a local guy registered a yeah. quarter pounder for his little burger joint. Yes. Um, this is before. Why won't you ma- oh, mention like the market? Jacks? Huh? No, it's and it's not done. We it's, know the market. Uh, yeah, but we're going to guess the market. Yeah, and, <laughs> okay, it's, before, and it's before McDonald's. What did they call um, the burger? A quarter pounder. Oh, okay. Right. So yeah. he, he called a quarter pounder. He registered it. This is before uh, um, Mac has ent- entered the market. Yeah. And when Mac has entered the market, he basically enforced his copyright. Yes. Wow. Well, this is the same, uh, very similar in case to uh, uh, Hungry Jacks. Yeah. Um, and Burger, oh, yeah, King. Burger King and Hungry Jacks yeah, in Burger Australia. King, yeah, because uh, Burger King, um, you know, was, uh, you know, a registered uh, trademark for a, uh, an operator in Queensland. Right. When they tried yeah. to come to the market, Burger King, actually there was a trademark. Okay, and yeah. basically they had to change their name, which is why Hungry Jacks is Hungry ah. Jacks here in Australia. It's very similar. It's very similar. So there were yeah. no quarter pounders sold in Singapore. 
Oh, okay. Ah, for the same reason. Singapore. The same reason. Yeah. So it's the value of a brand identity. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, that can also be a really powerful thing for entrepreneurs and business. I mean, I mean, a great example of that is Richard Branson. He has mm. created a really powerful trademark back in the 60s, which is because of the power and the, and the recognition behind it, he's actually been able to move into so many different industries. Very yeah. Uh, because of the power of a brand. Yep. And he's, you know, there are about, uh, there's just over 40 different categories that you can actually register a trademark in. Okay. And the interesting thing about Virgin is that they're almost in every category. Right. Uh, because they have just of their business, um, you know, his experimentation. Yeah. It's like um, GE, isn't it? Like GE is everywhere, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And it's the power of trademarks to sort of yeah. bust into new places. It's, it's like Trump and his famous stakes. Oh, gosh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that's an exercise in Exactly. Any of you who've got degrees from Trump University? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, ah. he, he's used the power of his brand and trademark yeah. you know, yeah. to he's push himself him. into the highest office in the land, which is scary. Yeah. It's it is very, very scary. Because, um, you know, Kanye's, you know, I think, I think, Kanye's, I think <laughs> Kanye's running <laughs> the next election. Oh, dear. Yeah, it's, so we've. I feel like we've derailed this uh, <laughs> quite sufficiently for the, yeah. for the time being. What 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 else? What have we covered? Let's do uh, so a quick co- recap. Uh, so we've covered copyright, yep. which is yep. expression of ideas. Trademarks, which is the protection of your brand and your logo. Yeah. Um, probably the next place to go is just very quickly to designs because you've got an interesting case from the uh, the U.S. Oh. Army around well, designs. The, well, the Marine Corps. And it incorporates trademarks. Exactly. Well, yeah. the, U- the U.S. Marine Corps have got a very interesting uniform. They've created this um, a camouflage pattern, right? And uh, and the uh, commandant of the Marine Corps decided to get it trademarked. And how he trademarked it was he incorporated the logo of the Marine Corps in the camouflage pattern. Which would be a design. Now, yeah, the thing about what he's done in a really smart way, well, is he's protecting the design. Designs actually protect the look uh, sh- the look or shape or ornament ornamentation ornament- yeah, ornamentation <laughs> ornamentation of a uh, of a product. And yep, in this case, yep. it would be in the U.S. Uh, uniform. Yeah, it's in the uniform. So, and then bringing that together with a trademark, he he actually helped well, you protect, protect. Yeah, so you protect it tactically and yeah. operationally. Yeah. So the you know no one else, no other army could steal it. Uh, in that sense, right? Um, you know, um, the, the U.S. Army can't use it. <laughs> the U.S. Army want it because it's a really effective camouflage pattern. Although, like, if if they were to, I mean, if if they were to take it to use against them, then I don't think they're really going to be too worried about the copyright of the uniform. Well, the thing at is, that no, point. but here's the thing. <laughs> that, here's the thing. That fabric needs to be made in a factory somewhere. Yeah. And if it's a copy, if, and if it's a trademarked design, the factories that are design creating it won't do it. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm mean, legitimate factories. I mean, of course, you can get get it yeah. made in Chechnya or something, but that's not the point. So I think, yeah, well, the, the distinction between the trademark is like the emblem, yep. right? The the USL. Uh, the, the Marines. Yeah. The Marines. The and, Eagle, and, Eagle, Globe, and, and the design is actually the uniform itself. Now, uh, you know, often it, designs are probably more protect, um, are useful in protecting, you know, the, the shape of, say, a product like this glass or, uh, you know, in fashion, Yep. You know, fashion designers often, you know, will register their patterns yep. and then yep. that will be the registrable right that they have an ownership of and yep. license that out for manufacture. Mm-hmm. In this so case, like the Coke bottle would be. The Coke bottle yeah. is a registered design. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you were saying in yes. this case. And so in which in the, 
so in basically, the army case. in the army case, they would have uh, protected the design to prevent any other military force from using using it. that yeah. pattern. Uh, the marines, by the way, don't say army. They yeah, get, they get really upset. They get really upset. <laughs> Sorry, oh, that's sorry. fine. Sorry, guys. <laughs> so I, I believe, while I don't have the back, the entire back, that they would have been protecting that to make sure that any other competitive armed force that's right wouldn't be, would, wouldn't be able to use their camouflage. Okay, yeah, and it wouldn't be copied in the commercial yeah. world as well. So you can't get hunting clothes made out of that. And yeah, have for these, sure. And have you know people walking around, yeah. you know, looking like a marine. Yeah. So it's protecting the reputation of the U.S. Uh, marine, marine force, yeah, marine, marine. and uh, and you know, likewise, that could be used in a commercial context. If uh, you know, f- fashion uh, designers are actually creating something unique, they're protecting the value of their designs, the value of their creativity, um, yeah. and yep. you know, and so that that is the power of protecting designs. So th- this is the third area uh, of regist- uh, of IP protection rights. Awesome. But I know that uh, you guys are really keen to talk about this next next one, which is patents. And patents is probably one of the biggest and complex. A patent will protect a new invention. Mm-hmm. It protects uh, a new use of uh, or a new method uh, in the marketplace. So it, traditionally, uh, patents actually evolved with the last industrial revolution with the factory mentality. And, and there's a lot of uh, famous examples like Thomas Edison, who had a, quite a number of patents. Uh, but basically, a patent will protect that new idea. Basically, a patent is a legal enforceable right, um, you know, that gives an owner exclusive rights over that invention. It gives a monopoly of those rights. So, uh, uh, basically, a patent uh, in the area of software uh, is more difficult to to prove than in other areas. How, how, yeah, is, is it? Wh- why is that? Sorry. The, the the rules for patents is about. Uh, it, the, the patent needs to protect a new and inventive use. Okay. And in the area of software or apps, it can be really difficult to demonstrate, yeah. you know, that new inventive use because mm-hmm. the functionality may be kind of similar or there might sure. be other apps on the marketplace that perform the same function. So it really, you know, in terms of code, uh, it can be really difficult to sometimes to to prove that. What's more realistic in the software sense is to perhaps um, look at an innovation patent, which is a new area of patenting, which actually looks at protecting the, uh, a new and innovative step. Right. Uh, and it's uh, it's not as um, it's 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 not as high a threshold as the standard patent, mm-hmm. and has a shorter time frame, but can be more easily secured. So that a software developer or app developer or um, can actually go out to, and test the market to see if they've got something that's identifiable okay. as being, a, you know, a, a new inventive step and then you can actually convert that patient well, down the, the track. That's the thing with like, I remember Photoshop 1.0, right? You know, the two names, uh, the first name is Thomas Knoll and the another guy. And on the fact that they wrote the core uh, um, um, software, the core yeah. code for Photoshop. Now yeah. it's like you know Photoshop and a version whatever, and they're double digits already. They 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 they've made so much money off that. Yeah, you know. Well, yeah, I think um, the Photoshop and you know any software you know that has got and Microsoft has a number of different patents. Yeah. They they have got exclusive right. This and this is the power of patents. Once it mm. is, you, you can prove it, and then it's registered. Uh, worldwide because each country by the way has a different patent system uh, however if you can if you've got the 
the resources such as you know Adobe or you know uh, Microsoft to patent something exhaustively, yep. then it actually gives you the worldwide monopoly over that rights, those rights. And you can therefore, with the protection of the patent in place, mm-hmm. you can then offer licenses of to use that intellectual property, yes. which is how... Which is how they've made it. This is how yeah. that's the entire Adobe business model, isn't it? Exactly right. Yeah. 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 So they license it now through the cloud. Yeah, it's so smart. Yeah. Um, because they don't have to, you know, do it's versions and versions. Yeah. Yeah. And but they've changed it. their business model around licensing. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's, um, yeah, with your... Uh, IP protected and in place that gives you so many more options than to um, drive the economic rights from that of intellectual course, of property. Of course, that's right. Because once you own something or mm. once you have, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I totally get that. You can describe how you how you make money off it. Exactly. If, if you want to. Yeah, exactly. You can even give it away if you wanted to, right? Well, that's give, right. Like, I'll, I'll give you a license to use it yeah, for free. That's right. There's a, as we've seen, you know, we'll, you mentioned before um, music and, and as well as um, stock footage. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's there's now once you have your IP protected, you you're then empowering yourself uh, to actually uh, to to then come up with different business models right. to decide and, and of, ascribe value to it. Yeah, as, you know, as as you see fit. Exactly right. And mm. and the vehicle that we use to do that is licensing, because licensing is actually the assignment of I often on IP right. Yeah. Yep. Um, can be other rights, but often we we transact with licenses because we. Yes. We give ownership of IP for a certain period of time. It might be for free. It yep, might be yep. in perpetuity. It could be for on a subscription-based model. It could be, you know, it could be for a one-off use. Yep, yep. Uh, or, or free, free to use. Or free, free to, to use. use. But um, um, after a uh, period of time. Pay, uh, micropayments or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get that. So once it's protected, once your intellectual property is secured, you can then explore how you can derive value from it. So do you... So, that, so the smart money is you do that before you put it to market, isn't it? Well, yeah. <laughs> Ideally, this is, you know, why I think, and I'm a big believer in the education around, you know, just empowering yourself around what IP rights are available to you because yeah. if it's worthy of protection, for example, a trademark, if you've been out in business for two to three years, I think is highly worthwhile to protect your brand name, your logo. Yeah. If you're working on something unique, it's absolutely um, to your benefit to get the right advice before mm-hmm. you launch to market in a lot of the cases. Yep. Really, we've got to make that one clear, especially for patents, but for other, is to make sure that you have given yourself the opportunity mm-hmm. uh, to secure the IP as much as possible. Now, that yep. can be by way of, you know, in the discussions of the people that you're having with confidentiality oh, agreements. With NDAs and things like that. Yep. Yeah, NDAs yep. it can be a really important way to just ensure that you're keeping your IP un- under the lid until yep. you're ready yep. to launch. Uh, and yeah, it's it's um, it's, it's basically that, uh, you know, to, to take the right steps before you launch. Because once, uh, uh, you know, uh, you've come out to market, it's really hard uh, to actually backtrack, mm-hmm. you know, especially in that area of, of patenting. If you've yeah. publicly launched an app or a piece of software, wh- whatever your invention is, and you haven't gone to, it's out in the public domain, which can remove, uh, you know, which which can mean that it, that it, it may not be, prove. it's harder to prove that you've got that new inventive yeah. Yeah. step. So, yeah, um, it's yeah about basically about empowerment mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. and ensuring that you get the the right advice yeah. early do, on. Do you sometimes get? Do you sometimes come across cases where where a bit of software is written and then the the then the the, the lawyers go, um, no, we're not going to put it out there because you need to write something a little bit more unique in there. 
<laughs> well, they will more, tell you. Yeah, yeah I mean, because if that, that does a patent, yeah, uh, basically, and then we'll patent that as a package. Yeah, it, or, I mean, a good place to begin is to actually do your searches. You know, like to yeah. um, and and to work with an uh, a patent specialist, an IP lawyer, to actually make sure the registers are clear for a registration. Yep. Yep. Um, otherwise, there are other options available to you, and and they are more around contracting. We mentioned licenses before, but yeah. Contracts yeah. uh, and terms let's, and let's conditions. Go con- let's go into contracts. Yeah, well, essentially, uh, the way that all this, you know, wraps up or, or, or was brought together is through mm-hmm. the power of contracting, which is, you know, the value, ascribing a value and an exchange of uh, your product or service uh, in return for consideration, which is a payment. Yeah. And even if you can't protect your IP right, you can protect the relationship you have with your customers by just ensuring that you have some sort of contractual agreement in place. Now, in the areas of software, for example, a lot of that is around the terms and conditions, okay. terms of, of how you're actually using that software. Okay. If it's, you know... So if you a, agree to use this, so- you want to use this software, you agree to my terms yeah, and conditions, if, and therefore you're bound by... by that's a by contract. Yep. Yeah, a terms okay. and... His contract, you know, that cl- a click wrap licensing agreement is essentially, yep, yep. you know, like agreeing to how they will use your software and how they will use your yep, IP. That's right. That's yep. right. Uh, and whether there's a fee attached or not, yep. it's a worthwhile going through that process uh, because, you know, essentially that's how you will ascribe value. Yep. And even if you can't protect your patent, you, know, you can't protect, you know, your software via a patent, even if you haven't protected your logo, yeah. a contract can contain the necessary yes. clauses around intellectual okay. property yep. and anything you know within copyright yep. Yep. Um, that you have invented to ensure that you are maximizing the value of the expression of your ideas. Well, I've come across some clauses that says you know by using this, by agreeing to this, to this, to use our software, right? You also agree not to reverse engineer our software. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've come across. Yeah. yeah it's, you know. it's a. It's a. It's about embodying the relationship. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, and the behavior around the relationship, which sometimes can be more powerful than than, than actually yeah. protecting the right itself. Yeah. 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 Which which then well, I've got a story around this. We yeah. talked about it. Um, track bicycles. Yes. Yeah. Um, they 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 didn't patent their process. They they make carbon fiber bicycles, and they've got this you know aerospace type process, and they didn't, they never patented it. What they did was um, they hired ninety people to work in a secure facility in Waterloo, Wisconsin, and and then they made the then they signed these and they, they got their employees mm. to sign these really really watertight contracts that they would not talk about the process. It's like Fight Club, yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and and that's what you're talking about, isn't it? Sometimes yeah. you don't you you can't protect your your, your idea, but yeah. you protect it it's, through contracting. Yeah. Well, look, th- that is also yeah the relationship of the employees, yep. you know, and and yeah. their their attitude towards the intellectual property as well, much as you know, you know, you you put it out there, and the competitor beats us to it, and then we all lose our jobs. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's 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 as important in house as it is with your customers as well. Yeah. All right. Awesome. That's uh, that's a wealth of information <laughs> a lot in right there. there. There's That's been amazing. It's, it, this episode, guys, is worth at least two or three listens. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I reckon. And yeah. a note. It's been an adventure. Yeah, yeah. definitely. But Thank I hope so we've much. covered, you know, the kind of five. Did, five did, we, get, did we get five? I we got so. five. I think, I think we, we, we covered copyright, trademarks, yep. designs, yep. patents, and, and contracting. Contracts. Really? Yeah, and licensing we, we that. So, yeah. No, um, I hope that helps and serves to empower your listeners and anyone with a you know creative or entrepreneurial spirit who is out there doing their own thing. Just to, um, it's worthwhile spending the time to educate yourself. Um, IP Australia, which is um, the uh, 
the next door to IP free the department uh, that helps protect and uh, registrations of, of intellectual property rights has a great website ipaustralia.gov.au there's some great information there on these these categories that we've covered today yep. and also I'm very happy to assist thank you awesome. and um, well, well, well do we have to thank Gareth now I th- we, we are in the process of thanking Gareth oh, okay <laughs> I, I, was, I was just gonna go I was just gonna go to, I was just gonna leave the room for a bit oh okay <laughs> um, don't because uh, I want to tell our, our listeners about uh, garethjbenson.com um, which is your website that's right. So I run a small legal practice called IP Assist, and really I help people to understand the value of their intellectual property and to assist with registrations. So and you the like. assist people with their IP. That's right. I assist protect their intellectual property, and yeah, I often host uh, workshops and education forums to yeah, right. genuinely um, help people uh, navigate these complex pathways and and uh, get the recognition that they deserve for their ideas that's really cool well thank you once more for coming in so it's jareth gareth jareth Jareth. (laughs) it's gareth yeah there'll be a link in the show notes um so make sure you go and check that out all right so if you have liked this episode and want to give us a shout out on itunes we'd be very very grateful a good review is always good that um, was that was the worst thing I could have said, like the worst wording of that. But that's all right. A good a good, a good view a good review is a great review. There's only yeah. There we go. There's, only good, there's only good reviews, Chris. There's only good reviews. Yeah, and uh, often, usually, what we do on this uh, podcast is we talk to different businesses and um, we spitball, brainstorm ideas of of what they could do to. Uh, to do new marketing strategies, yeah, and, and uncover some insights. You know that's you know. And in fact, we've we've had some really great feedback this week from one of our, our previous episodes. We have from a business owner. Oh, we're so stoked. We that's what we do. That's what this. That's what this. That's um, what it's all about. Yeah, this isn't what this it? Helping is people. About. Well, that's it. So um, if you if you have some feedback for us or if you would like to uh, be featured, your business, or you know someone who has a business that wants to be featured on the podcast, just visit our website at www.destroydigital.com.au. And uh, there's a form over there that you can fill out and that'll come to us and we'll check out your business and your website and your social media and uh, hopefully we'll do an episode on you. That's right. And in the meantime, go destroy something today.